What's going on, everybody? And welcome, 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 welcome back to another installment, another episode of the Opinionated Brother Podcast with your boy Devante, episode 141. Oh, oh. How I missed y'all. Oh my God. That tear about to shed down my face. Like for real, for real. I missed this mic. I missed my computer playing. The little, the little, you know, little wavelengths and shit like that. I missed my little podcast, you know, you know, little box that I can, you know, little mixer that I could, you know, just, you know, get the volume and shit. I missed y'all, man. Oh my God. It's it's been two weeks too fucking long. Let me tell you. Let me tell you, before we get into all of that, you feel what I'm saying? Before we get into all of that, let's get into our sponsors. You know what I'm saying? Let's shout them out. Um, first of all, uh, we got to shout out the best cookies in, um, in, in in West Michigan. The best cookies in Michigan, period. Uh, Daddy's Dough Cookies. So make sure that you head over to daddysdough.com. They just added two new flavors, okay? Apple cider and Sanford, which I believe Sanford is like a, a chocolate you know, it's something, right? It's it's something with some chocolate in it. So I'm already I'm already here for it, right? And um, and the apple cider, of course, is definitely self-explanatory. Apple cider cookies. And listen, these cookies are not just made, you know, just regular regular. They got vegan, gluten free, whatever you need. You know what I'm saying? Because I know a lot of us, you know, we can't have that gluten. You know what I'm saying? We can't have that dairy. You know, it mess up our stomachs. You know what I'm saying? We can't have that, right? So you know, daddies don't. They got you. You feel what I'm saying? They got you. You know what I'm saying? Like, listen, you can still have, they they made it, they made it to where you can still have sweets and still feel great at the same time. Who does Daddy's Dough. So make sure you go to daddysdough.com. Listen, they are local here in Grand Rapids in the West Michigan area. They are at, um, in Grand Rapids particularly, uh, in the Farmer's Market, Fresh Town Market, uh, Bridge Street Market, uh, <clears throat> and many different other stores around the Grand Rapids area. So make sure if you cannot, um, uh, buy online and if you're in the grand rapids or michigan area just make sure you just come on to grand rapids and get you some good old daddy's dough cookies i'm telling you or if you're not in the area you can ship right now and listen because i got a good deal for you you feel me if you buy some cookies off of daddy's dough you can take 20% off your whole entire shipment by using my promo code tob20 that's t o to zero for that 20% off your online shipping. Listen, I know that the code has been made. Um, I hope, hopefully a lot of you have been still getting some daddy's dough cookies. I know that I will be, um, grabbing at least like two boxes full, uh, when we, when we get on this road and head out, um, to the good old good state of Colorado. All right. So make sure that you head over to daddy's dough.com. Uh, I'm sorry, daddy's dough.com. And, uh, make sure you check out some of their amazing selections and make sure that you, if you do shop, take 20% off your order. Uh, that's TOB 20 with the pro with our promo code, uh, TOB 20. I'll have everything in the description box, uh, description, uh, box in our, um, in the next episode. All right. Listen, uh, listen, I have really, really, missed y'all right like no cap i really have missed y'all you know what i'm saying um to be away from work for real you know what i'm saying like it is weird you know and i'll get into all of that because i'm gonna you know that's gonna be basically the second half of the show is basically just talking about what i did on the hiatus what the hiatus was for for real um 
But just to give a, a, a just a small synopsis, you know what I'm saying? Because y'all y'all missed me for two weeks. I've missed y'all for two weeks. It's been it's been a lot. And let me just first of all, let me just say, I fucking love y'all, right? I go away for two weeks and y'all have still been listening. Like it is it is to the point where I was like, are they still gonna listen? Are people still gonna sit here and fuck with the kid? You know what I'm saying? I'm going on a two week. You know how? Listen. If you know how stories and news works around this bitch, people try to be so quick to drop the first story. You know what I'm saying? And for me, I don't give two rats asses who dropped the goddamn story. I'm just going to give my opinion on it, right? And it may be late. It may be mad early. I don't know, right? But in my industry, I find that so many people try to drop, you know, that, that, that exclusive real quick or something like that. For me, it's just like, listen, if you gave me the exclusive, I'm going to drop it, you know what I'm saying, or just make sure all the contents is, you know, correct or whatever. But, like, it, it doesn't bother me, right? It never bothered me. But being in this industry, being in the podcast, radio, entertainment industry, is like, I have to make sure that I'm on. I'm, 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 I'm always trying to make sure I have the news ready. But these, ne- these last two weeks, y'all, have just been amazing. Just to chill relax i played a whole bunch of 2k you feel what i'm saying like it was it was just relaxing right um like i said we'll get into more of that um in the second half of the show that's what we're going to talk about just my hiatus and what it meant to y'all you know i'm gonna keep it real keep it transparent and honest with y'all um because it was a lot right it was a lot of um self-reflecting that i needed to do it was a lot of things that i needed to handle um things that i needed to go through in these next two weeks, um, obviously, I'm still in West Michigan, so I'll get to that in a minute too. Um, but it's 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 been rewarding, you know what I'm saying? Having that break off has been rewarding because I think what people don't understand about podcasting and what I've been trying to tell people for the last three years, but y'all know y'all don't listen, is that podcasting is an extension of radio, television, entertainment. It is literally that extension. It is the new type of radio that everybody's listening to now like don't get me wrong i still listen to the radio radio has been one of my like you know main mediums of 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 entertainment for a long time podcasting came about through that right because in real time sometimes when it comes to radio stations you can't say what you want to say but every podcast that I've that I've listened to, whether that be a health podcast, whether that be a financial podcast, whether that be a non-fictional podcast, whether that be a business podcast, whether it be an entertainment podcast like this one, everybody speaks from the um, uh, everybody speaks from a place of honesty and transparency. That doesn't happen too much on the radio, except for like the Breakfast Club. And shout out to the Breakfast Club, bro. We'll get into all of that in a minute. Um, but that's where it is, right? So let, just to give you that, the, the last two weeks have been just amazing for me to just recollect, refocus, and get a lot of things together, um, that I'm super excited to just, like, I'm just super excited to be back on the mic. You know what I'm saying? I'm like super excited to be back on the mic because I love this, right? Like it, it, it it's been it's been a, it's been a great break, guys. We're gonna like I said, we're gonna get into more of it in the second half. Um, uh, it's, it's it's just been amazing. So you know we got some shit to talk because two weeks out, 
right? Two weeks motherfucking out. We got, you know we got some shit to talk about. Okay, now like I said, in the second half of the show, I'll, I'll get more personal about the hiatus and everything like that. But you know we got some shit. Because niggas have been acting a fool since a nigga been away from the mic. And I don't know what the hell y'all going through. <laughs> no, for real. Like, I don't know what the hell y'all got going on. But shit has been hitting the fan. And for me, when I know I go on a hiatus or I go on a break, I don't like, especially now, now that I know my voice is a moneymaker, and now that I know talking for me is like the generate the generator of, of my of my currency and my compensation, I don't give too much when it comes to, to, to social media. I don't give my opinions too much when it comes to social media. But what I have learned, and I, I'm dangerous for this, right? What I have learned is that if I put something up, right? Comments are going to flow. I remember just putting something up about uh, the WAP song, right? And we'll get into that um, in a minute as well. Putting something up about the WAP song, right? Saying like, yo, y'all still mad at the fucking WAP song? Like, that's what... Y'all had a fucking slew of comments. Like, maybe like 50 to 75 comments. People just sitting there telling me, yeah, the WAP song is just this, this, and that. It's blah, blah, blah. It's, I'm like, oh my God. And I... <laughs> I'm just, and for me, the comment section, and I need people to understand, the comment section is for, it's, it's entertainment, people. Like, understand, when you put some shit out of your opinion, it's your opinion, right? It's your thought process. Now, somebody can come back and counter, you know, counter your opinion, and y'all can get into a healthy debate, right? But I think in some instances, a lot of people don't like that people are coming, you know, basically questioning their opinion. And on social media, it's just so funny when somebody questions somebody else's opinion. They get overly upset. You know, they got to tell people, oh, I ain't upset, though, LOL. You know? <laughs> like, and that's why I leave the comment section B, because I just be like, listen, y'all going to say y'all peace. I'm just here to create... I don't, I don't, I don't want to say I'm here to create drama, right? That's that's not what it is. But the comment section is inter-fucking-tainted. Like, it is very entertaining. I look at most of the comment sections, and bruh, y'all are hilarious. Y'all are fucking funny. But you know we have we have, we have have some shit on the docket today. Um, just know that these next two episodes are going to be great. Um, this episode here and the After Dark is I got some shit, Okay. Uh, but you know we're going to be talking about, we have to get into this election, um, because, um, we have, uh, Joe, Joe Biden has now, you know, um, he, he has a running mate, and that is Miss Kam, uh, I want to make sure I say her name right, is, is it Kamala or Kamala? It's Kamala Harris, right? Okay, I'm, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna go with Kamala, right? But it's Miss Harris, right? I don't know if it's Mrs. or Mrs., but I'm a, it's Miss or Mrs., but I'm gonna say Mrs. Harris. Right. Um, we're definitely going to talk about that. We're going to talk about Megan and Tori, the WAP song. We're going to talk about all of that shit. We're going to talk about schools opening and closing in the in, in, in this shit, too. Um, I have a lot to say on how schools from K through to from K to fucking college are. Are not putting their best foot forward when it comes to these kids. When it comes to the students, I'll get into that. Um, I'll talk about the move to Colorado. Uh, student loans are being, um, what? 
they're being not not deferred. Well, yeah, actually, they're being deferred till 2021, so you don't have to pay interest. We'll we'll get into that. My MVP of the week, right? My MVP of the week this week. <sighs> now, as you guys know, I've been on a great hair journey, right? And my MVP of the week this week is my hair, right? My hair is my MVP of the week. Why, Devontae, is your motherfucking hair the MVP of the week this week? Nobody wants to see your hair. No, seriously, my my hair. I've been I've been on this hair journey ever since basically COVID happened, right? I really didn't cut my hair for real, for real, up until um, we got back from Houston, uh, late February for me and my boy's birthday. And so when we came back, I was just like, ah, you know, it was already like kind of matted. You know, I had it under one of my, t- uh, my, my PNA brother had. And I'm just like, at this point, I'm going to just let it, you know, just whatever. So I was going to plan to get a haircut, but then what happens? COVID. COVID. The first few months of COVID, everybody was very reactive instead of proactive, right? So everything just shut down. So I just said, you know what? I'm going to grow my hair up. I'm going to see where this takes me and how this rolls, right? And so I've I've been very vocal about my hair journey, right? Very much on social media and through the podcast. been very vocal how, you know, I give black women a lot more credit and black men who have who have long ass hair um i've really really come to learn to love my crown right um every time i get up every time i you know get irritated at it it is a relationship it is teaching me a lot of discipline patience when it comes to myself and others right because i look at i look at my crown as i look at my hair my crown as something that i have to take care of on a daily basis and here's the thing about my hair my hair has grown fast as fuck right now you can't see me but this right now i have a shrinkage as afro if you go on my facebook page you will see me looking like afro samurai somebody from a black exploitation film Literally, I posted on my uh, Instagram um, on on Monday when the episode drops. Like, literally. Right? I literally had my hair braided. Got my hair braided. Right? Got my hair braided for the first time. It... (laughs) One thing that I would tell y'all is I'm a tender-headed motherfucker, okay? I've never grew my hair out. This is the first time that I'm doing this, right? So everything is an experience for me. Everything from me getting mad at my hair to me wanting to just pull it out to me wanting to just cut it to me saying, no, I don't want to cut it because then it's going to take me a fucking long time to bring it back. You know what I'm saying? And I've seen so many pictures with my haircut and everything. And I, as my, like, I, I like the haircut for me. Like, it's cool. But at the same time, I'm tr- I wanted to try something new. I wanted to do something new. So doing the twist, doing the, everybody's keep asking me like, yo, you gonna going to dread it up soon? I'm like, not now, right? And I'm saying not now because I want my hair to go, I want my hair to experience um, things that it's never experienced, right? It's always experienced the wave grease, the pink lotion, the brush, and the the wave cap, right? Or the do-rag. And at some point in time, the do-rag had to go (laughs) because my hair can't take that no more. I can't have a do-rag. And the way my hair is when it's poofed, Oh, I need a bonnet, y'all. <laughs> like, there's the like, there's no do rags, no bandanas that can hold this. Like, I need 
I need a I need a bonnet now, right? But I remember um, I remember taking my braids out, and my hair just looked so beautiful, right? And I and I remember just sending my video to my granny because my granny, literally, I come from a family. Um, to be honest, I come from like all my family is from Florida, all of them. My mom's side, damn near my my dad's side, right? My mom, my mom's mom, my grandmother and her sister and her brother were adopted. They moved from Florida to Detroit. Didn't know that, right? Until literally asking my grandma, like, why, why do I, why do y'all keep saying y'all adopted? And it was like, yeah, we were. You know what I'm saying? Big Mom adopted us because we came from from uh, was it Tallahassee somewhere uh, in Florida. I think it was Tallahassee though. And I remember telling the story like I remember going to my uncle's funeral and um, I seen you know the obituary and everything. He was from Florida. I was like, wait, what? And I had to ask my grandma like, yo, y'all y'all was born in Florida. I was like, yeah, we were kind of raised there for like ten years. I'm like, what? You know what I'm saying? So. The heritage of me, deep within me, is so is so South, it's so Florida, right? And I always knew I was different. You understand what I'm saying? This hair, though, oh, this hair is different. This hair is di- this hair grows like a chichia pet. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like I don't, I can put water on this motherfucker. I don't have to put water on this motherfucker. It can be matted as fuck. It can be looking like the fro of all froes. This motherfucker grows like a damn chichia pet. Okay, it grows without anything. You feel what I'm saying? Like shrinking is real, but this motherfucker grows. And out of the six months that I've been growing my hair officially for real, I've went from the Kawhi twist where I have no hang time for real to now having braids and living out my Jaheim Omarion type of shit. You understand what I'm saying? Like I when I got those braids, you could not tell me shit. Oh what? You couldn't tell me a damn thing. I was sitting there like, oh girl, you got this ice box where my heart you what? Stop playing. Huh. Ice box. Oh girl. I forgot to be your lover. What? Y'all, I was looking like somebody. I was like, I don't I don't even know who I am. <laughs> I was like, I don't know who I am. I was like, I got these braids. I don't know. I don't know me. <laughs> and so I think what my hair has done for me is just had me just allow me to just literally just have fun, right? Just have fun. Just trying new shit, just having, just having fun with my hair, it, and it's a lot. It's a lot. What I will, what I will ask and um, um, ask for for suggestions is any products that deal with shrinkage, black hair. You feel what I'm saying? If you have any prob, like any products that deal with shrinkage, I am in the the natural hair committee now, right? I'm in the family, so at this point, I'm keeping this motherfucker. You understand what I'm saying? Listen, we don't been through a lot in these six months. I'm keeping it. We are married. This is on my head. You know what I'm saying? I want to get dreaded up by next year, right? Or in the next six months. Because the way my hair is looking now, I looked at my hair and I was like, yo, you're shrinkage. But if I blow you out, you know, we watch you blow you out. This is a whole fro. 
right? A, a hole for him. And so I'm sitting here like, um, if I get, if I'm already there now by August, I can imagine what the hell I'm about to be looking like by the end of the year, by next year, by my birthday next year, right? So I'm just really excited to see where this uh, and continue to see where this hair journey is going to go. Um, just been mad dope. Hair journey has been mad dope. Uh, so let's 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 honestly get into the show because the clown of, the clowns of the week actually go into the whole Megan and Tori, you know, type of connection, right? So the clowns of the week, and I have to give it to us. I have to give it to us because we have been acting really, really stupid, black men. What the fuck? My clowns of the week are black men, particularly the ones who are literally on some fucking Twitter, Facebook, Instagram fingers when it comes to this Megan and Tory shit. Now, the fact that a lot of black men are sitting here literally taking the side of Tory Lanez right now is really, really just, it, it's disheartening and it's disgusting, first off, period. Um, and, what is, and, and what it tells me is that some of y'all who have these Twitter and Facebook and Instagram fingers taking up, quote unquote, for Tory Lanez, that tells me that you beat your women, you disrespect your women, you sit here and you belittle your black women. So you have no say, right? You have no say. Because obviously you're not trying to protect. So you stay your stupid dumbass over there. You feel what I'm saying? That, that like, to see that is straight clownery. And I personally don't fuck with that. This woman got shot in the foot by a whole five foot two looking ass nigga. Right. Because probably she didn't want to fuck with him. And here's the thing about the black male fragile ego is that when we get told no, we don't like to hear that. We always sit here. We always sit here. And I know I'm the one always sit here and be like, black women don't know what the word no mean. But literally, let's keep it a bean. When we get told no, our feelings get hurt. We don't know what to do with those, huh? When we get told no, our feelings get hurt, and then we sit there and don't know what to do with them, right? Now, some of us sit here and act wild like Tori. Some of us can sit here and sit on the couch and just be upset. Some of y'all can drink. Some of y'all can smoke. You do your cope. But the fact of the matter is, when a man, black male, gets told no, nine times out of ten, his feelings are hurt, and he don't want to fuck with you no more. And here's the thing. The fact of the matter is, this hasn't been the first time Tory Lanez has gotten into something with another woman. Right? Probably not black, but the same shit. Not saying that he shot another woman, but domestic violence. Alleged rape. Now, it's a lot of women that call out rape. And there's a lot of women that sit here and lie. That's factual. But at the same fucking time, when you show me oh, the picture, oh God, of your scar, right? When you show me the picture and shit, and you and black men still, still, you weak as fuck, black men. 
How dare you not protect? I bet you, I bet some of y'all have wives at home, daughters at home, sitting here as we speak, disrespecting her. Not your daughter, not your wife, but Megan. Because what y'all forgot to realize is that she's a daughter of some of her mother. She's a niece. She's a, nobody. See, when we start thinking about that, nobody give a fuck. Nobody gives a fuck. Now, when it comes to this magnetory thing, what I will say is that the fact that black women continue to protect our asses and I see consistently and constantly us as a whole because here's the thing i will definitely out myself i'm gonna say i try my best to protect my my queens but it's only so far fucking few between it's only a few of us that actually do that shit because black men expect black women to have our backs right Come on, am I talking? What's up? There's an expectation by the black man for black women to have our backs. No matter if we cheat on you, hurt you, it don't matter. Because that's been a constant, you know, that's been a constant, you know, like, what, trait in our community? The expectation of black women protecting us whether we hurt you or not. That, to me, for me, has to die. Because honestly, we're not doing a great job, not at all, at protecting our black women. And this shows that. And it's not just this one, it's been multiple cases. Multiple. But the fact that we see it so fucking blatantly like that, and the fact that she still protected this man. Because as black people, us and the cops just don't mix. Us and the law just don't mix. So yes, you shot me, but even still, I gotta protect you or us or this because now our images are on the line. Our reputation is on the line. Our bag is on the line. Everything is on the line for you and for me. Yeah, you, your ass got deported back to Canada. You a fucking god over in Toronto. You do what the fuck you want to do. But now you have somebody here. Did you even apologize, you little... Did you even say I'm sorry? Huh? No, you probably didn't. You... Uh, it, it, bo- it really bothered me. It really, really motherfucking bothered me seeing so many black... Man, she a snitch, bro. Then it's like, why you didn't tell, why you didn't say it in the first place? That was my question at first. Why didn't you say it in the first place? But then once she explained it, I got it. Because see, now she just... She's... if damn, it's really like damn if she do, damn if she don't. 
And honestly, Megan, I'm here to tell you, you don't have to please none of us as black men. Fuck us. You feel what I'm saying? Put that nigga behind, bro, because I'm I'm tired. How can we not sit here and try our best to protect our black women as much as they have sat here and protect? Bro, I can go to the hood right now. Don't make me. I can go back to all my hoods right now and literally show y'all how many black women are standing behind they men. I have them in my family, bro. Everybody has them in their fucking family if you're black. No matter how much hurt we put y'all through, y'all hold us down to the fucking T. And the problem and the fact, the fact that a lot of us can't sit here and do the same, we're some bitches for that. There were some bitches for that. Period. Period. Point blank. I don't know what else to call y'all. I don't know what else to call. Period. This woman sat here and and and, and tried because she she's seen how women literally when you tell someone whether it's a lie or not, it's already going to be automatically a lie. But even if it's the truth, the truth is not going to no. But the fact that so many of my brothers sat here and was just so blatantly disrespectful and just so blatantly just harsh and disgusted disgusting ugh it made me feel like damn damn I see why black women put us in categories cause we, we I see I, I see why they categorize our asses and put us as a whole instead of just, you know, sitting, not not categories, but like just sitting there putting us as a whole. Bunches of all, all black men like that. Yeah. I understand. Because I seen the level of debauchery and disrespectfulness and just disgust that my black men showed to this, 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 this queen. And let me say that some of y'all, most of y'all who got the Twitter figures are probably listening to WAP right now. Probably listen to cash shit right now. And that's that's so crazy. But on lighter news, shout out to the WAP song. Okay? Shout out to Cardi B. Shout out to Megan Thee Stallion for getting the number one and breaking um, and making history as the first hip-hop collab, uh, female collab to hit number one. That shit is dope. Um, the fact is, I like the WAP song. I love the WAP song. It ain't nothing new to me, right? Um, the fact that a lot of y'all <laughs> had the audacity to sit here and 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 make the WAP song so much bigger than what the fuck it was. Um, talking about, you had some people sitting here saying, "Well, we don't need that right now. We in a we in a time of trying to get shit." For, okay, that right? We in a time of social justice and shit like that. That's what we don't. We need uplift music. Okay, well, listen to Rhapsody. Everybody's been saying that. The fact of the matter is, there has been a balance of literally conscious music and ratchet music. It don't matter which race, right? Because there's some ratchet songs that's country as hell. Just listen to the words. I know they got that same beat. Listen to the words, though. (laughs) Right? But there has always been a balance of, like, conscious 
and Ratchet. The crazy thing is that Rhapsody probably loved her some Cardi B just as much as Cardi B loved her some Rhapsody. And the fact that so many of y'all are sitting here saying, man, we need to... Ain't not Nan. Ain't not Nan. One of y'all have sat here and streamed a Rhapsody album. Y'all probably don't even know who Rhapsody is and know Rhapsody is not the shit from back in the day where you get your tickets from. Huh? It's so funny how a lot of y'all are just so mad about the, why they talking about wet-ass pussy like that, man? My daughter listens to them. First of all, why is your daughter listening to Cardi B at such a young age? <clears throat> right? And the, and the people, and the grown-ups that's saying this, first of all, y'all grew up during the time of R. Kelly. I don't want to hear shit. I don't want to hear a damn thing. Okay, do you know how much baby making music, nasty music was made during the 90s? Huh? Y'all had Freak Nick. Enough said. And y'all, and the crazy thing is, the people who lived during that era were the ones sitting here talking about like, oh, WAP is just too, it's just too vulgar. Are you serious? I hate, I, I, I hate, I, li- it, what, what grinds my gears the most is when, People older than me, you can be 5, 10, 15 years older than me, have the audacity to sit here and be like, oh my God, that's so bad. Stop forgetting where you came from. Stop. I know where you're at, okay? I know where you're at and you don't want to go back there, but please stop forgetting where the fuck you came from. Stop forgetting that you bust your pussy in 99, Okay, on the 99 and 2000, stop forgetting that you was a motherfucking hoe dipping your dick in every pussy that was. Stop it. I need a lot of you older folks to stop thinking that you are just sanctified and Holy Ghost filled with knowing you was filling up shit back in the day. Now, I don't give a fuck what you did. But what you will not do is sit here and try to judge. And I've sat here and said this multiple times on this platform. There are so many older folks who sit here and say some shit like this because literally they don't want to sit here and go back into their past. And I'm the motherfucker that will sit here and remind you, remember, you were busting it open for the 99 and the 2000s. I was about what, six, seven? Didn't know what the hell a busted wide open was. Okay? Didn't get to know that until I was 10. All right? And the fact that y'all have Freak Nick all the while. What? The 90s and the 2000s was literally baby making music and strong verb, like sh- vocabulary rap, right? And by vocabulary map, I mean bitches, hoes, tricks, sluts, all that shit. I think the problem with, with a lot of this is that a lot of black men, a lot of black men, and I have to go to this again, damn. Uh, because we've seen CeeLo Green and so many people come out in kind of disrespect for this song, I think what it really means for me is that, um, first of all, men were making stripper music. And that's that's a genre of music that probably um, is just known as like hip-hop. But if you really think about it, when a hip-hop song hits the strip club and it bumps, it goes. Period. Period. When it hits a, a, a prominent strip club, it could be 
um, King of Diamonds. Um, hell, it could be uh, uh, Magic City, right? But once a song hit a strip club with a banging ass beat that makes them girls shake that ass, it's a hit. It's a fucking hit. And what do Megan and Cardi have? Stripper fucking music. Why? Because they're taking back what the fuck we as men have been saying for the last 20 years. Like, I mean, I'm just saying. I'm only speaking facts. And we still trying to exploit off of it. We're just mad that now women are now sitting here using their own sexuality to get their back in music. So what? You mad because your bag getting weak and her bag getting strong? That's really what it is. See, those same lyrics back in the 2000s shit don't hit the same when you saying it now. But it, it hit harder when it wasn't saying it now. You feel me? When the, when, uh, when the city girls talk about pussy talk and you got Megan and t- What? What are you saying? Niggas get mad at them. And they and they and they still, they still getting their money. Still probably fucking, probably still probably you and you still probably want to fuck, right? You still probably want to sit here and you still probably listen to their music. That's why I don't get what y'all mad at. What are you really mad at? Like, what are you really mad at? Are you mad that it wasn't you? Because that's what I be feeling. Like sometimes I be feeling like, you know, like when 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 men sit here and say something about a, a, a woman's record or some shit, I just feel like you're upset, you know? And you have to think about some shit. Your era, some of y'all eras are over. It is a wrap. You're done. It's done. I don't understand why people just can't bow out gracefully in the music industry. Go. Leave. Whether you had hits or not, it is. Your, your time is up. It's up. It's done. No, you can't keep talking about bitches and hoes. No, you can't keep... No, because what you're going to do, you're going to look, especially in this era right now, you're going to look stupid. Okay? You're going to get more negative publicity than positive. And it ain't going to help you either. You feel me? So all I'm saying is, stop hating on these women for sitting here making great music. When y'all were the ones who literally were the fourth core of the... Like, literally... Putting the shits up. Know how much nasty ass freaky music we had in the 90s? And in the 2000s? Stop it. I don't even want to hear it. <clears throat> what? And we can't talk about some wet ass pussy? First of all, I think some of y'all don't even know what wet ass pussy feels like. Mm. Y'all talk about so much in your songs. But I don't think y'all know what it really is, for real. You know? I don't think y'all never had no pussy that's felt like the song. You know? Like I just I just feel like some of y'all just mad. And that's okay, you can be mad. Be mad that you ain't had no no wop. Right? But don't be mad because you didn't you you can't sit here, you know, and get it now. <laughs> Basically. I don't know. I don't know. Y'all just stupid, honestly. Like it's it's just stupid. Um, let's get into let's get into these schools, bro. Um okay. Because this is uh, this is very interesting. So a lot of schools are either starting back or um, have started back school or starting back. It is the schools. It is the school season. 
So you're either starting back or you're getting ready to uh, just K through college uh, for real, for real, right? All across the board. And what I've seen over the past two weeks is that a lot of schools, preferably down south and some up north, who are opening are catching, are, are, are these students are catching coronaviruses very early. Like, what was it, UNC Chapel Hill had to sit here and shut it down? Like, welcome week? The next week? No, got to go. We got 86 cases of coronavirus. Got to go. My thing is, why is there no actions in place, right? Why is there, why is there nothing in place to have said testing, right? Why is there no implementations in place to make sure that these students are safe? See, this is why I'm saying administrations all across the board are not giving a fuck about these students. Here's the thing. Me and my bro were sitting here literally talking about that shit. And literally, we came up with so many solutions in 10 minutes that could literally prevent so much of this calamity that it was just like, yo, y'all Whoever is, what is y'all doing in these, in these positions? Like literally, for real, for real. We said, why aren't y'all sitting here testing people, right? Y'all taking temperature checks and you know what I'm saying? All that shit. But COVID, real. Y'all need to have people sit here and get it tested before coming to school. That should have been an automatic that should, have, that should have been an email sent out July, June, something like, yo, you got accepted. Here's, here's our new guidelines. I know that this shit is a lot and we've had to adjust and adapt, but that's what we have to do. Adjust and adapt. And for most of y'all, K through 12 and college, y'all are trash. Y'all have not adjusted or adapted well at all. Y'all have been mad trash. There are kids out here who are coming to school with the fucking coronavirus, and none of y'all have gotten tested. None. The fact that Georgia's, like, some of Georgia's public schools, private still, do not have masks on their face, and then have the audacity to sit here and say, yeah, we got about 100 cases of corona. What? Yo, first of all, kids, kids, it doesn't matter, K through 12, who, you going to school, that means you need to get tested before you come. You understand what I'm saying? And if you are tested, then we can, and then if you are negative, then we can sit here and go through with the process. If you are positive, make sure you take those two weeks to get your shit together, test again, and then bring your ass on back. There was none of that, at least not to my knowledge. None of it. No testing. But y'all want to do temperature checks. No sitting here sending out emails. Trust me, Grand Valley still email me. Nothing. The education system as a whole, for me, has failed when it comes to this. It has fucking failed. Kids are out here with coronavirus. College students are coming to, to these colleges, bruh. You feel what I'm saying? They're already there. And most schools are sitting here saying, yo, we got to go online or we're doing hybrid. That's fine. But you still have kids coming to live. That means if they are staying on campus, yo, if they're staying in some um, um, 
what oh lord in some apartments that's not a part of housing for the school still shit needs to be tested people need to be tested you need to have that goddamn thing up your brain This is what I'm saying. Y'all took no type of action. No action. None. So now, yes, you have kids that might die on your hands. Think about that. Betsy DeVos and the whole education system. I don't care. As a whole, separately. I don't care. You're failing. You're failing and you're failing miserably. The fact that I just came up with literally a two-step plan in five minutes is fucking ridiculous and y'all cannot do it. We're not at, I'm not even saying you test them. I'm saying you make the students go get tested. Go to the doctor's office. Get a fucking test. Go to the hospital. Get a test. Make sure you're wearing a mask. Yes, college students ain't going to be sitting here trying to listen to you wear a mask. But light a fire on their ass. Tell them, listen, if you don't wear a mask, you're going to die. That's how, listen, because most of us don't listen. And sometimes we have to go to the extreme to make motherfuckers listen. Okay? And I know college kids, because I was one, don't listen. As a freshman, I came in with the shit not listening. <laughs> And and seeing new freshmen now is like their their freshman experience is about to change. It's about to be a whole different type of dynamic than what me and my um, friends, associates, and cohorts have already have experienced. This is a new this is a new normal for them. This is not the old normal. The old shit is done. We are in a new time. And the fact that y'all are still doing shit very 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 old school and just stupid as fuck. You need to get your shit together. Get together, education system. Seriously. Like, they're so fucking dumb. Um, speaking of, though, what I will say is that Bessie DeVos really, um, she came through with these student loans being deferred till 2021. Like, you don't got to have no interest. You don't got to make a payment um, because of coronavirus. You feel what I'm saying? A lot of people are out of jobs, right? With degrees. <laughs> and um, a lot of people are not hiring. They're scared to hire. And a lot of people can't pay those tuitions. A lot, like, you know, they just struggling with the bills they have. And so tuition is like, oh, fuck that. Like, ain't nobody trying to pay this shit. First of all, we ain't be, we don't be trying to pay that shit back. No way. Right? Not for real, for real. But, um, you know, some of us, to most of us, try to make it, you know, even if it's like $50 a month. Even that's a stretch. And so this happening is kind of, it's, it's kind of, it is a blessing in itself. Like we needed that. We need 2021 to say, I think a lot of things need to be pushed back to 2021. And it's sick to say it like that because there's so many things that I wanted to do during the summer that I couldn't because of coronavirus. And I just had to accept like, yo, 2020 is in the can. That's it. You know what I'm saying? Like not to say it's, it's it, but you know, I have to continue to adjust and adapt. I have to continue moving forward. I have to continue doing new things, right? Because the old shit is done. Like, everybody's trying to go back to normal. I think people need to stop going back so fucking much and start moving forward. Stop being scared of moving forward. And don't tell me, oh, I just want to go back to the normal shit so I can't move forward. That's not moving forward. 
If you're literally trying to go back to what you what you did, that's not moving forward. That's literally sitting here trying to go back to the normal way of life. No, move fucking forward into this new. Yes, it's scary. Yes, it's a bitch. Yes, it's a lot to deal with. Yes, it's a it, it's heavy. It's a, it's a lot right now. A lot of people have lost their lives. A lot, a lot is going on. But moving forward should not sit here and be a fear of yours. Even if that's crawling, people, crawl before you can walk. Walk before you can sprint. Sprint before you can fucking run. And I knew I was about to get on a sprint before this coronavirus hit, and it hit me back down to like damn near crawling again. Right? I had to crawl. Had to crawl and get back up to walking. You feel what I'm saying? Because this is new. So everybody has to understand this is new. Even with the move to Colorado. Like, push that back. Right? Um, just because, you know, my boy wanted to see his family. And so we wanted to make sure it accommodated. So I'm leaving in, a, in the next week. Right? Officially, I'll be out of here Labor Day weekend. So probably like Friday or Saturday, depending on when he wants to leave. But literally, I'm out of here. Going to Colorado, it would it would behoove me to move back. It would behoove me. Like, yes, I'm terrified as fuck to move. This is a new state, new city, new everything. I'm terrified. And I'm about to go into another step in life of uncomfortability. And even though I thrive there, that's my comfortable nature is to be uncomfortable. When you start to get into a level of comfort, it starts to feel like, oh, I don't want to leave this. But how else am I going to grow? Right? You have to move. And the good words of my, my boy, Elvin D. Foster, you got to move. But you cannot move backward, people. We are in a new now, I don't know what that means for you, but we are in a new, a new everything. And we cannot continue to sit here and continue to move backwards. I don't care what the fucking government say. <laughs> I know a lot of us have been struggling. I know a lot of us have been literally sitting here just, just trying to make it. Same over here. But it's that faith. It's those people around you that keep you pushing. So literally, keep pushing, y'all. Keep moving. I ain't mean to get all preachy real quick. My bad. You feel? Uh, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't mean to even go there. My, Lord have mercy. I was, listen. That was. I feel like that was good. That wasn't me. That was good. But listen, we're gonna take a five minute break, and then we'll be back to the PNA Brother Podcast with your boy Devontae, episode one forty one. We will be back with the second half of the show. What's going on, everybody? Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the PNA Brother Podcast with your boy Devontae, episode one forty one. We are in. The second half of the show, the opinion topic of the week. But before we get into that, listen, if you're in the Chicago area, make sure that you are hitting up Passionate Pastries by the pastry nurse herself, my girl Amina Z. Listen, y'all know I'm a fat ass, okay? Obviously, I have two sponsors. <laughs> I have two sponsors that literally sell sweets, right? One sells cookies, one sells the cakes, pies, you know, 
uh, uh, little little cake bites and uh, uh, cake shots and shit. Listen, it is uh, passionate pastries is one of those one of those amazing black owned businesses where um, not only is uh, the pastry nurse Miss Amina Z, not only is she helping our lives, she's helping our stomachs, man. Stop playing. She does thirty. Uh, she does uh, number cake. She just did a beautiful, beautiful um, thirty uh, thirty number cake, and I think she just did a number another one. I think a thirty three number cake now, and she's getting she her her craft, her dedication, her consistency is just out of this world. So if you are in the Chicago area, make sure that you hit a passionate pastries right now. You feel what I'm saying? And if you are a pastry pal, I believe she's still taking 10% off right now. So make sure you go to her uh, website, becoming a pastry pal right now. You can check out her whole website. Um, she have, she'll have some forms for you to fill out if you want to, uh, you want her to cater your next event or just have some, some sweets just to bring over. You know, like I said, she has cupcakes, pies, um, uh, uh, sweet jars. Like it, it is, it is, it is so great. And like I said, um, if you become a pastry power right now, I believe she's taking 10% off, um, the order and she has her new cookbook that's out right now, her, um, her virtual ebook right now for all her guided, um, uh, and beautiful pastries that she creates on a daily basis. So shout out to you, Amina, shout out to, uh, pastry, uh, passionate pastries. I was about to say pastry pals cause I'm a pastry pal, right? So, um, make sure you check out passionate pastries. Again, that uh, website is becoming a pastry right now. Sign up and check out some of her delectable, um, delicious treats. You feel me? And I want to shout out, um, all of our sponsors that continue to love and support the podcast. We thank you so, 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 so much. We thank you so much. We'll have all of our uh, our sponsors and app partners in our description box when the podcast, when this episode drops. All right, so we are here in the second half of the show um, talking my hiatus. What was the break like? What was two weeks like? Um, honestly, like I said before, the two weeks was needed. Um, in creating so many pot, like for me, I don't know when to slow down. Right. Entrepreneurship is very new to me. You feel what I'm saying? And I think when people jump into the realm of entrepreneurship, what I think people forget, and I and I, I know I didn't get it at first, is that entrepreneurship is a J-O-B. Right. And it may not be the J-O-B that, you know, gets the money outright, gets the benefits outright, gets all the, you know, the shit that the nine to five comes with. Right. It doesn't give you all of that. But at the same time, it is a job. It is a 24-7, most of the time not getting paid type of job. So whether you are in the entrepreneurship field and it doesn't matter which avenue you are in, in that in 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 the world of entrepreneurship, it is a 24-7 day job. Right? And so me being a podcaster, a entrepreneur, a podcast personality a um you know type of you know communicative you know whatever you want to call me um creator you know content creator whatever you want to call me in a sense it with all the content that I was creating I was getting burnt I think I burnt out very very quickly um I created the R&B and chill podcast and everything was going great Right, I, I I remember doing my fourth episode on on the R&B and Chill podcast, and it was dope. 
But after I did it, I just felt very drained. Like, I didn't want to see a fucking mic for, like... I Like, I wanted to throw... I wanted to throw it away. I ain't gonna hold y'all. Like, I was ready to give up podcasts. Like, I was ready to give this shit up. You feel what I'm saying? Because I was going through so much in my head. Like, in my mind, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to sit here and reach out to more ad sponsors or, you know, ad partners and sponsors... You know what I'm saying? They're not returning emails. You know, sponsors aren't reaching out to me as well. You know, the money is really tight, tight right now. Everything was just coming for pressure, right? Everything was just coming really, 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 really for pressure. And when you are around so many people who are still working and everything, you try to keep your, your spirits high, but those spirits kind of dim low because it feels like you're not doing anything, right? Yes, I'm podcasting. Yes, I'm working. Yes, I'm doing every, I'm doing what I need to do. But at the same time, I was feeling like I wasn't doing enough, right? I always feel like I'm not doing enough. And, and when I get that feeling, I start to start to question the ability of what I have. My, my, I start to question my abilities as not only working, but just me, period, right? When it comes to personal and professional. And so when I start to do that, when I start to burn out, when I start to sit here and just get into my own little head and start questioning shit that I know does not need to be questioned, I need a break, right? And for me, I don't know when to take a break, right? Like, for real, for real. Um, And the more I create, the more I know I need time to let my brain chill. Because I feel I felt like my brain was on mad overload. Like, think about this. I can't travel, right, when it comes to the Devontae's World Podcast. The Devontae's World Podcast is literally traveling culture, going to different places and experiencing different foods, experiencing different people, experiencing different parts of a city, right? Whether that be food, culture, it, it, it didn't matter to me, right? I just wanted to have the ability to travel, and that's, that's always been my biggest goal. That's the biggest goal for me is to have the ability to travel and podcast and get paid for it. Like, that's that's still the ultimate goal. So, when COVID hit, like I like I was um, I was on another podcast, um, you know, telling this story. Like, when, when, when this, when COVID all hit, it kind of made me adjust and adapt a lot. And the thing about it is, and I say this a lot, there's nobody in my field here. Right. There's nobody that's doing what I'm doing here. Right. So it didn't matter how many times I would talk to my friends or how many times I would talk to my. It felt like nobody just understood. Right. Just understood what the hell like I was particularly going through. And this is what I was going through. Right. There we go. And this is why for me, I had to take that break. Because for the last three months, it was just like work, 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 trying to push myself trying to make sure I'm always working trying to make sure I'm out trying to make sure I'm making networking connections trying to literally June like May June and July I was full throttle and by the end of July I burnt my ass out like I burnt myself because I was I think I was overcompensating and not just letting things come to me right like even in the creation of the R&B and chill podcast which is a which just got with four episodes, which just got over a hundred streams, which is fucking amazing. But even still, it felt like, am I creating enough? Am I creating too much? Am I? I'm starting to question 
if THC should even be here, right? And once, like, during that time, I really had to question, is this what I really want to do? Like, I really got to a point, like, no cap. I really got to a point, like, mid, mid, maybe midweek of my hiatus where I was just like, I, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done, right? I'm done. I want to be done. I want to be done with this because it just felt like nothing was coming, right? And I think it was more on a financial tip. Right. And it was more on a financial too because every honestly, look like right now, we just hit twenty nine thousand streams. I can't even hold that up. <laughs> like I just looked up at our stats and we literally went from nine streams today, nine, to literally three ninety six today. I don't know who the hell. Okay. I don't know what the hell. <laughs> right? But during those two weeks, podcasts were getting listened to. We had, I think for me personally, we had bigger streaming numbers during the time that I was away than me actually, you know, than some weeks me actually not not taking a hiatus, right? Me not sitting here taking a break. Taking that break was needed because I really needed to face a lot of the things that were that were literally like challenging me, right? Because, like I said, it came to a point where I just wanted to be done and not do this no more. Because financially, everything wasn't going the way I wanted it to go. Right? And the thing about it is, I always said that this is centered around my Lord and Savior. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, I lost sight of that. Right? I was just trying to get the money, trying to get the money, trying to get the money, trying to get the money so I could be consistent. Right? But at the same time, for me, I felt like I wasn't bringing great content. I was just bringing content to bring content, right? I'm bringing good content, but at the same time, for me, I'm feeling like I'm not bringing great content. So then that makes me think, okay, are, I don't know if these sponsors that I have now are going to resign. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? A lot of, and I, and, and, and here's the thing. I overthink a lot of boo, a lot of shit, right? I'm an overthinker. I internalize a lot of shit, even though I do communicate my feelings a lot. I internalize a lot of shit when it comes to this particularly, because like I said before, a lot of people don't get it, right? This is new. This is new for me. And so I understand sometimes not, you know, not, you know, people not understanding because I'm, I'm a whole podcaster, right? who started a path that is very that that is very murky. You feel what I'm saying? That has a lot of trials and tribulations. Right? And it's very new. To say that I've built my career off of podcasting? What? You don't hear that shit a lot. So I knew I was always different. And see being different is always going to come with its challenges. And that's what I had to understand during these two weeks is that, bro, being different comes with its challenges. For the last three to four years, you've been dominating this game, especially in West Michigan. You're the best fucking podcaster here. You've been the dopest here. You've been doing it for the last three years. You're going to give up now? And at the point, I almost said hell to the yeah. Okay? But then I started to think, like, first of all, I love what I do, right? I love doing this. I fucking love this shit. 
I love coming in and just sitting here and talking and knowing, knowing that somebody is going to either crack up laughing at my stupid ass, argue with me through the through through the uh, through the through the phone or through the headphones or whatever, but just to have just to know that I'm engaging to that point makes me feel amazing. And so I really had to reconnect on why I fell in love with podcasting in the first place. Right? Why I fell well in love with this industry in the first place. Because at the end of the day, I make my own rules. And that's why I fell in love with this. It's because everybody has their own sets of rules on how they want shit to go. I... I literally had to reconnect myself with my podcast because I was creating so much that I lost, I lost some of the passion for it, right? I lost it. And sometimes I think people don't understand you can lose your life for something, right? Like you can love it all day, right? I can love this all day, but I lost the life for it. Like I was like, oh, hell no, I don't like this shit no more. I love this. This is probably what I'm going to do for, this is going to trans, transform me and transport me to shit that I'm going to do in the future. But this right here, I don't like it. I was literally saying, I don't like it. And probably most of the reason was I wasn't getting paid for real. Consistent money wasn't flowing. But I had to think and I had to sit back and understand. This is a COVID new type of an era. We are not in the old way. Even if that was old a few months ago. We are not in a old system anymore. We have a new system that nobody knows how to work. We are in an era, uh, we are in a pandemic that a lot of us don't even know how to move or maneuver in. And so I had to stop being so fucking hard on myself, right? Because I get hard on myself a lot, right? And I had to stop being so fucking hard on myself and literally look myself in the mirror and say, Devontae, stop. Stop. Stop, Todd. Like, stop, Devontae. It's like, chill. I need, I need you to understand that you're doing it. Like, I had to talk. I talked to me. Right? And y'all can call me crazy all the fuck you want to. But here's the thing. When I talk to me, that's when I get the most, like, sense in me, when I'm starting to talk to me, when I have to sit here and just let my mind and let the thoughts come out. Because these two weeks were just allowing me to decompress, breathe, and just see my creations. To see how my creations continue to work. Like some, I, I remember somebody telling me like, yo, Ty, you know you always working? You always working because no matter if you're not on the mic, somebody is pressing play on you. And the fact that I have am blessed to have three platforms and which are in all type of different areas that people are clicking on me to listen to, that I have so many people from all across the world listening to me still. It's bigger than me. And sometimes we lose sight of that because we get selfish. And that's okay. That's okay. 
But I have to continue to remember it's bigger than me. And I made this because I know that it's bigger than me. Right? And I'm only 26. I'm going to make mistakes. I'm going to make my mistakes. I'm going to sit here and go through my trials, my tribulations. I'm going to fail. And honestly, y'all, I felt like a failure for a minute. You feel me? I felt like a failure. Literally. Like I felt like I just failed. And even in that feeling, I still fucking won. Right? I'm still able to sit here and see everything that I'm flawed at, that I know I need to get better at, and that I rock at. You feel me? And it made me literally reconnect. And not only like like, but like soar to it. Because you have to sit out those problems. You have to make sure you take that time for yourself. I'm talking to all my entrepreneurs and podcast, everybody right now. I don't care what industry you, you have to take that time. Sometimes you gotta know. After three years of doing this, I was like, listen, is this something? Like, I love this, but this is this shit is getting tedious, right? And you have so many people in your ear, oh, your time is coming, your time is coming. You know what I'm saying? It's coming soon, it's coming soon, it's coming soon, it's coming soon, it's coming soon. And I'm just saying, you're like, dog, if y'all say coming soon one more motherfucking time, I don't have any money. <laughs> I'm sitting here like, bro, I'm a broke bitch. <laughs> like, what the fuck? You know? But at the same time, they weren't wrong because it is coming. I'm about to move into a whole nother type of avenue, realm, state, city, what all of that, right? And God is literally preparing me for what he has for me. And I feel like even pushing it back for another two weeks, you know, I was supposed to leave August 20th. I'm leaving now September, like something, you know, the start of September. I even think in those those two weeks, I needed to sit here and and... And literally still get my shit together. I still needed to have that time for me to literally sit through so much shit. And be like, okay, stop putting yourself down. For so much of the shit that you cannot fucking control, my nigga. There's so much shit you can't control right now. And so much of the shit that we can't control, we try to control, but... It don't work out in our favor. Trust me, I know. <laughs> you feel me? It don't work out. And so you have, and so what I learned over these two weeks is like, yo, you, you, you are strong. First of all, you are stronger than what you think you are. Right? You are way stronger. I, I knew that I was way stronger than what I thought I was, but literally in that, in, in these two weeks I had, it really, really made me understand like, you have a voice. Your voice is probably bigger than what you think it is. And by the streaming numbers that I've seen these over the time, uh, over these past two weeks, it can make a nigga cry. <laughs> you feel? Because to see that people were still listening, to see that people were still tuned in, and to see that after I wasn't even on social media like that for the last two weeks. May I posted on my story, but I didn't really post shit. But once I started getting back into it, get back to work, get back to posting... The fact that the engagement was still there, if not amplified, was just amazing. To see that the R&B and Chill podcast, with even just four episodes in, has over 100 streams is amazing. To see that Devontae's world is still getting streamed is a fucking 
amazing. I had to understand that you just created three totally different platforms, three totally different brands from you. And they all signify me in some way, shape, or form. And that, for me, is what I had to realize. Like, yo, bro, you're more than just a podcaster. You're a mogul, my nigga. You're a future mogul in the making, if not made already. And a lot of the shit that I'm going through is literally preparing me for that. I watch moguls in the making, Kevin on stage, Kevin Hart. Right? Moguls that I look up to. You feel what I'm saying? Who have made it happen. Even Nick Cannon, bro. I watch Nick, I've been watching Nick Cannon for the been watching Kevin Hart Kevin on stage for a long time. And those are three black men that I see as moguls who continuously help people in the back. And the people that they help continuously help them. And so for me, that that's where I need to be. That was a big ass now. But that's where I need to be. To sit here and continuously know that I can help people in the back of me. To sit here and know that I can sit literally continuously be that mogul. It's just, it's, it's amazing. It's great to, to understand that. Because I was scared. I was scared. I, I, I'm always scared to go on a hiatus. Right? Because I don't know what's going to happen, how it's going to happen, when it's going to happen. You know what I'm saying? But this particular one was needed. And I was going to go on a week. Turned into two. Because I needed that extra week, bro. And let me tell you, being off, not talking to y'all, I love y'all. Don't get me wrong. I do. But not having not having to talk to y'all, not having to get y'all content was, oh, fucking amazing. Not being on social media for real. I was literally just on Facebook. Oh, my God. Felt amazing. And it was like, damn, I can do this because I make my own shit. I do my own shit. I do me. Right? And a lot of people can be mad at that, be whatever. I don't care. But the thing is, I did this. And that hiatus really got me together. It got me to the point where, yo, understand that you are not, like I said, you are not just a podcaster anymore. You're a mogul. You created platforms. You created, you created multiple. And now sitting here saying that I'm a mogul in the making is literally is it's not even a mogul in the making no more. I'm a young mogul, and I like the sound of that. I'm at the starting point of that. Young mogul here, and if you don't believe me, I'm gonna say just watch. Period. Listen, <laughs> y'all be good. Um, I appreciate everybody for coming in to the podcast. You feel what I'm saying? I appreciate y'all for loving me and continuing to listen to the podcast. You feel me over this over this great hiatus and shit. But I don't plan on taking a break for a minute. So uh, make sure that y'all follow me. Um, you can follow the personal page, my personal Instagram, um, Twitter, and uh, Facebook. Uh, you can follow. The Twitter and the Facebook, or Twitter and the Instagram at Devontae's World. That's Devontae's underscore world. You feel what I'm saying? Um, you can follow me on Facebook at Tyronza D Hicks as well. And then, um, excuse me, you can follow me 
follow the podcast um, on all platforms, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Overcast, all of those, all of that jazz. We're everywhere. You can also listen to me on my website at www.tarotix.com forward slash T-O-B pod. Uh, what else? What else? What else? What else? I'm trying to think. Uh, I think that's it. Oh, no. Follow us on <laughs> follow us on Instagram and um, and Facebook as well. You can follow us on Instagram at T-O-B double uh, underscore podcast. At T-O-B underscore uh, double underscore. I'm sorry. P-O-D-C-A-S-T. And then you can follow us on Facebook at The Opinionated Brother Pod. All right. Listen, I love y'all. Be easy. Stay breezy. I thank y'all for rocking with me, loving on me, and just being just a part of this journey. I thank y'all. 29,000 streams in the book. Um, oh, on that note, first of all, I wanted to keep it a beam with y'all because we're not on. We're not going to be on Podbeam anymore. Like Podbeam is, we're not going to do that because I only use Podbeam for Spotify, and now that Spotify has now had this whole podcast re like birth. And shit like that, and now you can do so much shit and putting the R the RSS feed in it. Yeah, we're not using Podbeam anymore, and so that's where I got most of my streams. I was combining uh, the streams from SoundCloud and Podbeam together. Uh, but since we're not going to do Podbeam, I'm just going to from now on. That was three thousand streams, or twenty nine hundred, twenty nine oh five. We'll call it that. So. We did uh, hit 29,000 uh, streams. Um, I just checked, so I'm happy about that. But we're not going to be on Podbeam anymore. Everything is coming from SoundCloud. So I appreciate y'all. I love y'all. Be easy. Stay breezy. I love you. I will be back with the um, with the After Dark show this week on Thursday. So I love, peace, and air trees. All right?